I'm Alex Parr. And I'm Davis Johnson. Today we address emojis, culture, and art. You're listening to The Berg. So are you actually laughing when you send that? Um, yeah, but it's like a little, it's like the laugh you do when you're alone. <laughs> so it's like inaudible. It's just like weird noises coming out of your face. That's valid. See, I'm embarrassed to say, I probably say lol more in real life than I text it. What? You, you ever use, say lol? You say lol? Maybe don't. Lol. <laughs> I don't know. I do. I used to be very anti-lol, but I do it sometimes. Sometimes it's a sarcastic lol. Sometimes... I don't know, it's grown on me. It's grown on me. Wait, when do you use LOL in conversation? Um, I don't know. Just pay attention. I can't think of a sentence. It just has to come naturally. <laughs> that's like, it's funny. not like something that's like, I wouldn't use it to like actually like replace me laughing out loud. But if somebody said it, like, let's say somebody said a dad joke, but it wasn't my dad. I'd be like, oh, lol. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's like, you know it's what I mean? ironic. It's, it's like kind of ironic, but yeah. like, it's still got a little chuckle. That's actually way funny. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> lol. But that's my stance on the lol. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I I do a lot of ha 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 ha's. Yeah. Like a, just a ha ha, two ha ha's, I think sometimes can be kind of savage. But I don't know if I'm just reading that wrong. Well, I think also the ha ha, it you like can use it as like a filler. When it's, it's like a, a little like, awkward and then you start it like, like, haha, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's true. That's true. But sometimes I feel like you can be like a pity, like, haha, that joke. Yeah, if it's like an <laughs> awkward conversation and they say something that you know they're trying to be funny and it's not, you'll go, haha, that's funny. <laughs> exactly. There are a lot of emojis that no one ever uses just because they're weird. They should be discontinued emojis. They should be discontinued. I think all the cat emojis should <laughs> Every be discontinued. Cat emoji. It's like they're for furries only. <laughs> the cat emojis are strictly used ironically in my playbook. <laughs> and when was the last time you used a cat emoji? Well, it depends on the person. It's like, okay, I put cat emojis in the same category as like sending somebody like a minion gif. <laughs> if they don't know me, they're like, what is wrong with that person? Did he actually send a cat emoji? Or did he That's actually so like, send funny. me a minion meme? But like, if it's somebody I know, like my little brother or something, I'll be like, cat emoji. Or I'll be like, yeah. minion gif when I have a brain freeze. Like, okay. you know, I don't know. That's so actually it's, it's super purely funny. ironic. The irony is so strong. I actually like cat emojis, but nobody really uses them. And if you do, you're either a sicko or a 40-year-old woman. I think one of the most sarcastic emojis I use is the one where he's just happy and he has the three little hearts floating around him. <laughs> that is actually, that emoji's good. It's really <laughs> fun to use in, in like a sarcastic situation. Someone roasts you and you're like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually use that in a lot of situations. I think it's pretty versatile. It is a pretty good emoji. But I think, I think guys and girls probably have a different like line on this emoji. And I think on a lot of different emojis. I think, yeah, with a girl that's more like, oh, cute. But I use it kind of pretty sarcastic. Yeah, like you're saying. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, thanks. And then put that emoji. I don't know. One emoji that I can't get a read on, I think girls use this pretty often, is the emoji with the cowboy hat. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. I don't know what it means, but people use it all the time. <laughs> and I still don't know what it means. That one confuses me too. Because it's also, everybody uses it in different contexts. Yeah. There's so many different standards. So it means everything and nothing at the same time. So if you're somebody listening to this podcast that I text who uses that emoji, if you think I know what you mean when you send that, I don't. <laughs> so please stop using it or please tell me. Okay. <laughs> Worst emoji. Actually, that's on, the, that's on my top 10 emojis that should be 
banned. <laughs> dude, the cowboy hat emoji. Yeah, dude. It's it. I don't know. Maybe Kay. I'll look it up on Urban Dictionary. One emoji that my most sarcastic, just thinking of because you said that, and I love this one, but I think it's only funny to me because this is how I interpret it, is like the smiley face, but he's upside down. Yeah. So it's not the frowny face, but it's upside down smiley face. And I, I pure, it's pure passive aggressiveness. Like, let's say I was like, oh, Alex is late again. Or like, oh, why are you running late? And I'd be like, oh, Alex is late. And I'd do like <laughs> smiley face. Like, hmm. It's kind of like the fake smile. I don't, they need an emoji that's just like a fake smile where you're like, ooh. Uh-huh. I wish you guys could see my face on the podcast. But I just think it's like a fake smile that I actually don't mean it. And I use it in a passive-aggressive way. Well, there's, there's I use kind that of, emoji a lot. I think it's... There's the emoji with, like, all of his teeth showing, and it's, like, a big oval. Is that that's the kind of one? the That's the yikes emoji. That's a good emoji, too, because it comes that in handy. That's interesting. Yeah. It's I, also I kind of savage, often. because if it you, if you yike someone, then they <laughs> feel bad. If you say something dumb, and then someone's like, wow, and then sends that emoji in, then you feel, you feel bad. That's true. I think... A lot of emojis can have a lot of impact. I think it can send a message mm-hmm. that's kind of mean. Okay, <laughs> but I'm, you can also be a lot more friendly with the person if, like, using emojis. Oh, like, for sure. Like, some people are, like, super cold and never use emojis. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, Okay, <laughs> I kind of like to use the the semicolon parenthesis smiley face. Okay. I like that one a, a lot That's better. actually a good thing to bring up. I like it way better than the actual emojis. I think it's a lot more meaningful and it's kind of heartfelt. Like if I want to say like, I'm I actually it's super friendly. Yeah. I think it's super friendly. And if I'm actually like interested in the person, I'll send them that. And then if I'm like actually really, really happy, I'll send them that with two parentheses. Oh, like the semicolon double parenthesis. That's like extra happy, very content. But that's you, a, that's a green flag in my book. I also think like the, do you say semicolon or colon, colon? Colon. Yeah, I think the semicolon parentheses, I like that for winky face more than the winky emoji. Yeah, the winky emoji is a little uncomfy. It's a little uncomfy. Not terribly, but just enough. Okay. But what's actually very uncomfy is if you do parentheses, then semicolon. So the smiley face is facing the wrong way. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I would not let that person marry my daughter. <laughs> That's an instant veto. <laughs> That's instant veto of anything. Okay, I'm going to send you an emoji, and I want you to give me your take, like what it means okay. and why. Ready? What does this emoji mean to you? Okay, so for our viewers, um, it's just the two eyeballs looking to the side. This one's hard. I think it, it's one of those where I know what it means, but I'm trying to decide how to put it into words. It's like, hmm. I don't know. What would you say, Alex? It's like, it's like this expression, oh. It's like, ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Ooh. See, that's where I can, like, get the expression, but I don't know how to put it into words for a podcast. Yeah. Like, let's w- say. Once a scenario, you use it. Let's say I'm, I like, I've been talking about this super delicious meal that I'm getting ready to cook, <laughs> okay. and someone I'm talking to knows about it on Snapchat, and then I'll be cooking the meal, and then I'll send them a snap, like, of the meal halfway done with that emoji and nothing else. Okay. It's like the, it's like the sneak peek emoji. Okay. <laughs> I can get behind that. Okay, I'm going to send you an emoji, Alex. You tell me what it means. Okay. Okay, this emoji, it's the normal person touching his hands above his head. This emoji is so funny. Right? I think it's hilarious, <laughs> but I don't think everyone understands it when I use it. Okay, that's because there's no meaning. Like, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I think it means something. What does it mean? It's okay. just a little boy touching his hands <laughs> over his head. Okay. okay, what okay. I understand when I see this emoji is it's just, like, playful. Yeah. Like, someone sends me this emoji, and they're happy. 
and playful. I think it's a funny emoji, but it doesn't mean anything. Okay, I think the important thing, I think what has tainted my view of this emoji, yeah. on Samsung, this emoji is different. Really? So on this, it's more like just hands in a circle. But on Samsung, it's more like cowering, as in don't attack me. <laughs> hands up, don't shoot. <laughs> you should look it up because I use it more like if I'm saying something and I know they're going to attack me already. Or like if I want to like, I know I'm being attacked, like, hey, it's more sarcastic. If I was actually like, if my mom's like rebuking me, I wouldn't be like, oh. What? But like if I was with my friends and I was saying something I knew was going to be controversial, I'd put this one like, oh, don't attack me. Like, oh, oh. That's, I'm, I'm too weak. <laughs> that's actually really funny because... Samsung emojis are way different. Oh, they're whack, dude. They look like little... Are those the little blobs? Okay. Is that those I ones? Or are all those Android? Because <laughs> there's the Android emojis, there's the Samsung emojis, and then there's the iOS emojis. There's like three different tiers. And oh, okay. So there's actually... So there's Samsung, Apple, Google, Microsoft, Facebook, whack. and Twitter. They all have their own emojis that are pretty much the same with slight variations. Um... Okay, at least I don't mind like the Samsung. Uh huh. Apple's probably my favorite. Anything else is a big no go. I think the worst is Android. Cause yeah, those, those are bad. Yeah, those are like <laughs> those weird are little bad. blobs. Like I can't even tell what's going on. They look so strange. <laughs> I'm surprised they're still that way because I feel like they've gotten pretty public hate about it for a long time. Oh yeah, I think they're just too afraid to change it. <laughs> okay, Alex, if you could invent an emoji. What would it be? Okay, it would be one of the person emojis, but but he's going like this. <laughs> Do you want to describe that action? I'm trying to describe that action. That'd be so funny. That'd be one of Is the best emojis ever. Is there a name for that ever. move? So it's like a gesture where you take your hands and you like slap them on your thighs with your palms up. Like you kind of like karate chop your thighs. Um, what it means is I, I up, think to that's the, very up to the viewer. I think that'd <laughs> be that's really why it's fun. I think it'd be a funny emoji. So, at least my answer to that question, I don't think it's on Apple, but I know it was on Samsung. Uh, there's a face palm emoji on <laughs> Samsung, and I think that needs to come to Apple. I think very versatile. Throw it in your face. I'd probably use yours more, though. I think it's actually pretty funny. Okay, I've got a fun story about one emoji. Okay, so this emoji is it's like the kissy face. But there's like no hard eyes. There's no like heart coming out of the kiss. It's just like it's normal the, eyes and just like that. Mm. It's the kiss without love. Exactly. So <laughs> with that said, before my story, I want to hear what you think that is. And then I'll tell my story. Okay. I think that that emoji is just like a kiss emoji because the kiss with the heart's like love you. But then the kiss emoji is like an actual kiss. Like I think of more a physical kiss. That's how I interpret it. Okay. So I was on my mission. I, <laughs> I don't know how they're thinking. And I, I wanted to use this emoji. So I was in a YSA ward, and we were teaching somebody who's 19. I was also 19. <laughs> and so I put this emoji when I texted them. And I didn't think it was a kissing emoji. I thought, I don't know how to describe the feeling. Not feeling, but what this emoji meant to me at the time. Just like a, hmm. You know? <laughs> I, <laughs> um. This conversation's hard if you can't see me. But, um, but I said that, and my companion's like, what the freak? <laughs> Why are we sending kissing emojis to our investigator? That's so, so funny. There you go. And did you get re rebuked? <laughs> what did your investigator say? I quickly said, sorry, I meant to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I don't think I've ever had like a bad emoji mix-up just because I only use the same yeah. few emojis over and over I use again. like a solid like 
three emojis. Okay. One of my favorite emojis that I need to use more, but it's just hard to use, is the Moai, like the Easter Island head emoji. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> so it's so funny. Just a what? rock. Have you used it it's successfully? It's just like, hey, how's it going? Good <laughs> Moai emoji. That's actually really funny. Um, yeah, if you if you can pull it off, let me know how you used it. Okay, I don't so think. I like to use it. <laughs> See, I don't think there is a context to use the Easter Island head emoji. It's just so funny. Like when I see it, it makes me smile. It makes me laugh, and I hope it conveys like a message of sarcasm. Yeah, that's no. kind of that's kind of what I'm going for. That's, that's how what I, I realized after this conversation. A lot of my emoji usage is sarcasm. Yeah. Um. Do you put emojis by people's names in your contacts? The only emoji that I'll put by contacts is like a heart. I'll okay. put a heart emoji by someone's name. That brings up an important question. Alex, what, what heart do you use from the emojis? From the emojis, I like the gold heart. That's probably the one I use the most, but second place is the classic red heart. I think gold heart is kind of cool because it's not basic. It's not the red heart, and it's kind of shiny. And it doesn't look gross. I, I'm super anti-purple heart and super anti-green heart. I think those have Dude, no place. Yeah, I, I'd be really uncomfortable if somebody sent me one of those. I learned that if you go down on your phone to, like, the playing cards or whatever, and it has, like, a diamond or, like, or a clover? No, what is that called? Club? club. Sheesh, club. You can, like, get a different shade of red heart on that. Really? And actually looks pretty good. Um, for me, honestly, I'm open to most hearts. There are some that I'm very against, like you said, Alex, like purple and green. Mm-hmm. But like, I think I have certain hearts with certain people. Um, and then I would only use that heart with that person and with nobody else. But then there's like some generic hearts. Like if I'm sending hearts to the homies, I just do the red heart. Yeah. So what do your other hearts mean? Do you ever use the black heart? Because I feel like the black hearts... It's kind of cool. I think Same with the white heart. I, I think like the white heart. Cool. The white heart's cool, but I think the black heart is kind of negative. Like, I think it's like... It's almost hateful. That's I fair. think it's full of resent, resentment. I like the two little pink hearts. I've talked to other people, they don't like that one, but... Yeah, I'm not a fan. I also don't like the one with the little outlines that looks like it's kind of beating or whatever. I'm not a fan of that heart, the other pink one. Okay, this brings in another question. On Snapchat, how often do you use your Bitmoji? I never use my Bitmoji. I think it's weird. Yeah, I don't think mine looks like me either, so it no. makes me very much not want to use it. The only reason I like have a Bitmoji is because everyone else does, and I don't know how to get rid of it. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you think your Bitmoji looks like you? I would say a 3. It's like I made it pretty skinny, so I guess it's similar in that sense. Um, hairstyle is off. The entire face is off. The style, though, I gave it some clothes. That's pretty accurate for summer, but like I haven't updated it. Mine's in a, few a summer style too. Ridiculous. So like as far as face goes, probably a one. Do you but remember everything my, else? Probably an eight or nine. Do you remember my Bitmoji in high school? Was it the Indian? Yeah, it was super <laughs> I got home from a mission. I was like, what the freak was I doing? And so I changed it back to, not Just back to, I changed it to somebody who somewhat resembles Davis bright Johnson. bright red Indian. No, no, no. We, they don't need to know. Oh. They don't need to know. <laughs> uh, a racially correct Indian with a dot and brown American skin. Aboriginal. Belgian First Nation from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Me and Alex, we went to uh, uh, Jackson Hole this weekend. There's like a lot of quote-unquote cute little shops around Jackson Hole. 
But we found, Alex found this one shop and he introduced it to me. Do you remember the name? I don't remember the name. It was like Indian scent or something like that. <laughs> but it had a lot of scents to burn. There was like dream catchers. There was pipes and stuff. But I think their main thing they sold was sagebrush to go and burn in your house. But it was fun. We went in and talked to that guy a lot. And he was actually really cool. Yeah, he was a good guy. And he taught us about like sagebrush and what it's used for. So in the Native American culture, sagebrush is used as like a cleansing ritual. You would burn sagebrush in your home to cast out like demons and evil spirits and like purify the space. So he taught us how to do that. And usually like what you see in the movies is people waving like sagebrush around in the air. Be gone, demon. But that's not accurate at all. Like culturally, that's, that's appropriation. <laughs> that's what Alex was doing and the guy was like, no, it's actually not like that. <laughs> hey, we don't need to bring that up. <laughs> um, but if you guys are wondering, we did buy some sagebrush. And it smells really good. We haven't burned it yet, but it <laughs> smells really good. It actually does smell really good. And the bunkhouse, you don't know what spirits are in there, so... Hashtag save the bunko boys. There's a GoFundMe. We'll leave a link in the description. <laughs> Please donate. <laughs> Jackson, buy us more sagebrush. <laughs> the sagebrush fund. <laughs> Something I actually loved about Jackson was all the art. Dude, Did you check out any of the art galleries? I went to one, like, complete art gallery, and then I went to another store that was, like, half of it was just, like, knickknacks about Jackson, and the other half was, like, art. I really liked art galleries. They're probably one of my favorite stores in Jackson. Yeah, I agree. It's super cool to see all the different artists and everything that they do and how much all the paintings are worth like just walking it's around looking at price tags was crazy like you'll see a little painting it's like maybe a 10 by 10 canvas and it's worth twenty thousand dollars and it's just a landscape or a painting of an animal it's it's funny because i don't know i really like supporting like small companies but especially like creators especially if they're like new and so like when i go in those art galleries like especially if i meet the artists i'm like oh like i actually want to buy your stuff i think it i genuinely think it looks good but i think it's cool to, like own art from the creator but then yeah i look at the price tag I'm like, oh yeah i'm in college i don't think i'll ever be able <laughs> in my entire life to afford a painting this much i know as soon as i can drop like thirty thousand dollars on a nice painting i'll know that i have too much money and i need help <laughs> and i need a painting. yeah i think it's a goal of mine now that's a good have, goal to have at least one like original piece of art in your house yeah i think that beautiful things like making things beautiful is so important because oh, yeah. I, I don't remember who i was talking to but a lot of people feel like art is arbitrary like it's kind of useless like functionality is key and i think that that's so not true i think that the opposite is true like if you look around us like i feel like a lot of buildings and structures are just built to function and not so that they're beautiful hmm. like our streets they're super bland it's black pavement on the road our stoplights they're literally just like bars made out of metal and hanging things they're all built for functionality if you put a little bit more time and effort we could make the world a much more beautiful place and it'd be a lot more fun to live in the world and i feel like i'd be happier i'd, and I'd appreciate it yeah i totally agree i i used to like not think art was that cool i like thought it was fine like when I went on a field trip to go see the symphony or something other sweet field trip but I wasn't like excited yeah. for the symphony but I don't know why on my mission I had like this weird urge that like I really wanted like to experience the fine arts more because I realized I think art it's cool because it's not just like what you see or hear but I think art's amazing because it brings feeling and emotion even like in a painting when you look at painting like or a piece of art a drawing like instantly there's like some emotion that like comes with it and so i think when you like 
experience any fine art, whether it's the symphony, whether it's ballet, whether it's like a painting, if you go with the lens of like, oh, what am I feeling in this picture? I think you can get a big message from it rather than, oh, that looks, that looks cool. Yeah. And there's something about good art that kind of exposes your feelings, like whatever you're feeling inside. Because if you look at contemporary artists, mm. one of my favorite artists is Mark Rothko. And all he does is he paints rectangles on canvas, like big really? rectangles of different shades of color. And it conveys emotion. Um, one of his more famous works, it's titled Number 14, and it's just a big red canvas with a red and like a dark blue square painted on top of it. And I remember the first time I saw this piece, I was so confused. I was like, this is not art. Like literally this is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars and it is not art. But now every time I see it, it kind of brings an emotion to me. It makes me feel like tense or anxious. And I think that's amazing. That's so interesting. That just seeing something can make you so anxious. It's super interesting. I, I wish I was good at art, but I really am not. But I really enjoy doing it. And I mm-hmm. have a lot of respect for people who do and put themselves out there enough to like try to create things, especially for their career. Yeah, because it really is valuable. Like They're contributing something to society. I think they're going somewhere that's really hard to go and they're bringing something back like they're going into like the unknown something like where emotions come from where thoughts come from like where do your ideas come from that's where artists go and they kind of depict that in their paintings and their works and in music too music is so cool yeah like outside of lyrics lyrics bring a whole message with meaning but like it's crazy like just to think about that like a certain like style of symphony song like a concerto can make you like feel like sad and stuff and then another one like is like really happy and like fun. That's like so weird that like our brain like connects emotions with like rhythms and like different notes. It's really cool and it like affects you physically too. Yeah. Like if yeah. you listen to a happy song, you kind of feel upbeat and there's like a little spring in your step. If you hear sad music, your head kind of falls, your shoulders slump. It's visible, which I think is crazy. It's really cool. I in our in my humanities class, we're like talking about the creation but like how God created the earth by like forming different things together. Mm-hmm. But that's like what art is, no matter what kind of art, like painting, like you get different kinds of paints from different plants or whatever. And then you like form like this randomness into like something beautiful, just like how God formed the earth with like all this random stuff. Or with music, there's like all these notes or like different noises and you form them and create order to create beauty out of like like out of randomness you create order which like conveys emotion which is like crazy to think about i don't know if like that's crazy for other people Mm -hmm. but i think it's really cool to think i think that is very crazy and that's kind of what we do every day like whenever you create something you're taking something unorganized like unorganized thoughts and you're organizing them and it becomes beautiful or it becomes art but then there comes like the idea like you've seen that art piece i forgot what it's called it's like the urinal you know, that someone just put on like a little art stand. I think I have. <laughs> so the whole idea behind that is that like anything's art if you look at it right. So mm-hmm. what if you take like something random and then you say like, it's supposed to be that way. Does it become art? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the line is. The line between art and non-art. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't think anyone can define that. I guess there isn't a line. Yeah. yeah. No, because like architect, architecture can be like art for sure. I think it's so pretty. I agree. Architecture is really unique. I found that toilet thing I was talking about. Yeah, it's called The Fountain by Marcel Duch- Duchamps. I don't know how to say his name. But it's basically just a urinal turned on its side and it's placed on like a little pedestal and that became art because he said it was. 
which is a weird classic. Oh, yes, I have seen this. This is, like, yeah. actually pretty famous. It is super famous just because of the idea. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> think that's art. I think that's garbage. You don't want that in your house? Do you want that in your house? I want it in my bathroom, but <laughs> that was a bad joke. <laughs> that, that's when you say lol. <laughs> that's when you send the cowboy emoji. The cowboy okay, emoji. dad. Lol, dad. <laughs> Taking out the whip on that one. But going back to architecture, I think that architecture is really weird with interior design. Because interior design's cool. Yeah, you, you take architecture and some architects design for the space and others design for aesthetics. Like you look at cathedrals, they're designed for the aesthetics because it makes you feel like you're in a holier place. Like the Catholic cathedrals. It's really cool. One one of my companions, this is architecture but also interior design. <laughs> Shout out to Elder Lamro. But he uh, was a big believer in something called feng shui. Do you know what that is? Uh, no. <laughs> Wait, isn't that when you, like, rake rocks? No. <laughs> no, that sounds cooler, though. <laughs> so, feng shui, um, the direct translation I'm trying to... I know shui means water in Chinese. But basically, it's just, like, how you arrange the furniture in your house or paintings on the wall. And it affects the feeling of a room. And so, like, I don't know how to describe it, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Like... Sometimes, like, if furniture's in a certain spot, it just makes you feel uncomfortable. But, like, when you move furniture in a room, it totally changes the vibe of a room. So this companion, whenever he get to a new apartment, he'd, like, move around the furniture to, like, find the right feng shui. And did it work? Like, did yeah, you feel it different? it totally t- changed the vibe. One thing I found, I started doing it, too, because it made it, like, feel like my own and, like, it was, like, home. Because, like, I moved the furniture and, like, my own, like, feng shui that, like, fit with me. So, like, because on your mission, you move around apartments, like, really often, mm-hmm. so it can be hard to, like, feel, like, at home. But, like, I don't know, I thought, I thought it was kind of fun, like, seeing the different, like, feng shui or different feelings that room had, rooms had, depending on where the furniture was. I noticed that, too. Like, on my mission, I would never feel comfortable in an apartment until I had, like, explored all of it or, like, cleaned all of it. Yeah, or just something like, to make it your something. own, yeah. And I think that's the same. So I have chickens, like, back at home. We have <laughs> nine right. chickens growing up. And I would notice whenever we'd get new ones or, like, we'd move the chicks when they'd grown up into the chicken coop, the first thing they would do is they would freeze. Like, we'd set them down and they'd, like, freeze. Hmm. They wouldn't want to move around. And then after a little while, they start to move around, maybe in the space that they were in. And it would take them a while. But as soon as they had explored the entire chicken coop, then they'd be able to roam about freely and they didn't look tense anymore, which is super weird. The same thing would happen when we would let them out of the chicken coop. They'd kind of like walk around super close to the chicken coop and then slowly um, expand and walk about the yard in kind of a systematic way. And I think it's the same with us people because when we get exposed to something unknown, like it could be an unknown space or an unknown circumstance, it doesn't even have to be physical, we kind of branch out slowly. Yeah. And I don't know why. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the mission all the time, but yeah, like when you get into a new area on your mission, like when you don't like know things and like you're new, it's like I hate that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of freeze almost and you branch out slowly. But then like once you like kind of know, like not even like know all the streets of the area, but just like know the like, I don't know, when it becomes more like home, then you're like way more comfortable going around and you're just like happier. I totally agree with that. I think it might have to do with maybe fear. Because, like, when you don't know what something is, it could be anything, which means it could be something really, really bad, but it could also be something really, really good. So maybe you're just thinking, like, well, better be cautious in case it's that one thing that's really, really bad. Something that could, like, destroy you or cause you pain or bully you. Like, who knows what it is? 
Yeah, it's really cool. I don't know if we're going to talk about this in a different podcast, because I think this is a big topic. Mm-hmm. But in communications, we're going to talk about insecurity and comfort zone. I don't remember when you read in the textbook, like, learning about a comfort zone. Um, I think that would be fun to talk about um, that. Because the textbook was like, oh, if you, like, do little things out of your comfort zone, it will give you more confidence. And if we just, like, talked about things we've been doing to get out of our comfort zone and, like, confidence that comes from that and just insecurity. But... Yeah, I think that's super interesting. Like when you branch out of your comfort zone, that's when you grow. Yeah. That's the only way to grow. That's why like the mission was the best because I was like constantly out of my comfort zone, which made me grow. It was super uncomfortable the whole time, but I grew the whole time. Do you got to? Yeah. In fact, that's pretty good content. I do too. All right. Signing off, Alex Parr and Davis Johnson. This is The Berg. We'll see you next time.